You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Uh, Raptor Adventure summits the airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, our Brandon Long. I'm going with you for the next about 40 minutes-ish. By my side in Zoomland is the best co-host in all the land, Todd at the top. How are you doing this week, Todd? Dude, I'm good. Guess, guess how many Zoom calls I've had today, and tomorrow's even busier than today. Okay, so f- I'll, I'll shoot. I'll go five today. Five sounds like a lot. This, this is my seventh Zoom what the hell? Seventh Zoom. I got nine tomorrow scheduled. Um, it's because the schedule is now open uh, for fall semester. And so students are starting to give a little bit of thought to yeah. their upcoming semesters. And so it's just back to back to back to back. And then I squeeze in meetings, you know, just a few meetings in between that. And yeah, today is one of those days. And tomorrow is even worse than today and when i say worse i mean i get a lot done but more dear more Lord, zoomies uh that's a lot of meetings this is the last guinness in our fridge oh we gotta so, get some by next gotta, friday i'll some, bring some beer okay. we, we'll, i i need one i'm already thinking about one in the studio <laughs> i next need friday one for band session, so yep uh, my are, fridge doesn't even have any right now and uh, i always do because i'm i finished up uh Last week was like midtermy or the week before, so I drank many beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was so also restock deadlines for all of the uh, yes, grants. exactly, all the things. Yeah, yeah, that all got sent out. Everything got done, and I thank Guinness and other beers for it. So oh. I just need to restock. So well, this week's show is going to be visually heavy. So if you are currently listening podcast only, thank you so much for listening. Check us out on YouTube at the Banyan Collective because I do have some video heavy elements in this particular show this week. Uh, starting off with a weekly happy, uh, which includes surfing goats. I'll give you a trip report on the emceeing the run to the hills. Hint, it was rainy. Uh, I'll give you one thing on the docket. In the news, the snow report, Davis Sar for the win. Death in Acadia National Park and Africa locust plague. A new Alpha Jacks electric vehicle which is styled and looks really cool it looks like a baja bug do you remember the vw baja bugs it's sort of like that oh yeah a ski near miss a musical fitzroy climbing merger and then the the worth watching section is what and hopefully this plays on we're going to try something different here next week hopefully as far as our format and zoom and stuff because playing videos doesn't always doesn't always work through zoom um but this this contains Bear Grylls, and we have to be able to see Bear Grylls. So this is a worth watching. There's breaking news on Bear Grylls. We got we got to watch it. I'll give you a Gear Thirty segment quote of the week, outdoor jukebox, and which is includes a, an up and coming Vance. I got the wrong Dave last week. I said Dave Quackenbush. It's not Dave. It's Dave Garofalo is coming up. I got the wrong Dave. Uh, and they're both impressive last names. Well, sorry, and they're not even. Yeah, they're both awesome personalities, but in totally different ways. So all this and more on Ogden Outdoor Adventures show. 372 surfing goats, locusts, and bear grills exposed. So let's charge. 
summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. I think I'm going to try that again. It's um, surfing goats, locusts, and bear grills exposed. How about that? I don't even know if I want to see bear grills exposed. <laughs> bear grills exposed. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably a lot of somebody's out there who want to see. Oh, I'm sure you're right. Bear yeah. grills exposed. Okay, this is the feel good. This is the the happy weekly happy. This is uh, little surfing goat action here. Turn this down. Nothing better than surfing pet goats in California. Pismo went surfing on his own birthday. Pismo the goat. Giant surfboard, like a giant surfboard. So he helps teach kids, children, how to surf. I feel honestly called uh, uh, like to bring joy to people and to people's lives. And for some reason, I got goats. And, and <laughs> some, some reason, reason I got I goats. Took up surfing and for some reason, I have a love for working with kids. and. It all works together. It was really like fun because you get really watery, but first when it's your first time it feels scary, but actually after you keep on doing it and doing it, it's really fun. Pismo and Grover, help the children learn how to surf. That's your feel-good story, your weekly happy. Here on the Ogden That's Outdoor a good Adventure one. Show. And we got to meet Goats McGregor. Goats Which I hope McGregor. he goes by Goats McGregor. Oh, so. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, so right before we get to, um, I guess, our events for the week, I do want to give a, a quick uh, emceeing, I don't know, the run for the hills. It was rainy. It was muddy. It uh, was snowy on top, uh, I, but I had to get up at four in the morning to get there, about 4.30 in the morning to get there by six so that I could set up in the rain. Um, man, it puked rain. You should have seen how much, how I think the van is still drying out. Uh, my favorite thing after race day was everyone posting videos to Instagram of them dumping the rain out of their ski boots. They were just dumping rain out of their boots. Excuse me. It was, it was a lot of rain, but people had fun. I was trying to bring the the rock and roll stoke. I had my eighties outfit on with the wigs and things, and I kept it on the whole time. There was no stopping. And I don't think I've ever been that rock and roll stoked at seven o'clock in the morning, like ever. Like I think we were full on drinking beers by 10 and I probably could have started at 9 a.m., but it was like whiskey shots and beers at like 10. And we, that was... Was it the power of that that mullet, that hair? I think that so. Way? It's like, you know... It energized you? I probably, probably should have had some hard drugs too, but you know... <laughs> let's just say if that was if that was legit mullet hair from that time period there was residual drugs in that in the, hair. in the hair yeah yeah uh it, it was there were 35 ish people who signed up i don't know how many people started the race not that many not all of the people who started finished it was the very first it was the annual run to the hills uh ski mountaineering race at nordic valley 
it proceeds went to benefit Ogden Avalanche. We had a good time. I don't know if anybody, any of the racers did. So, so we did give out costume contests. This one, I think it was a girl, uh, rode a, a Raptor the entire time. So it's like an inflatable dinosaur that looks like you're riding on top of. She ski mountaineered with a freaking dinosaur between her legs the entire time. Uh, another guy showed up in jorts, like jeans, short cutoffs. Uh, it was cold too, man. So I don't know, but he made it. So he won and she won for a costume contest. It was not, I mean, it was fun, definitely memorable. I'm not going to forget it anytime soon, but I don't know if I want to repeat that anytime soon. That was, let's do the race again, but let's have like the opposite weather, weather next time. So and, and cold was, and wet. I'm just lucky you get, I mean, you didn't come down with who, I mean, that's, that's just a recipe for being sick the next like day or two. The next day I was feeling like, ah, uh, not very good. And I was down in like airborne, you know, I'm like popping yeah, airborne because yeah. I thought I'm probably that wasn't the healthiest day I've had in, in a while. Cold and wet, <laughs> cold and wet and standing in it. It's standing in it. Oh my God. Um, all right. So on the docket, by the way, uh, the outdoor adventure center, uh, it's, I confuse it with the Ogden outdoor adventure outdoor adventure center is new. The new Weber outdoor program center. Uh, they have a, what's called the TTC. That's the Weber state technical training center. That is the, uh, I'll share the screen real fast. Um, let's see, share screen. That's where they teach all the, the fun stuff there, the, the rock climbing and things. Um, instruction and equipment. So they do belay. There's rope climbing hours, bouldering hours. It's open, open to the public, but I think you've got to, um, look, they've got like a current climber count, six climbers in there. Cause they got to watch how many they have in there at any one time, which is pretty cool. And they got a little climber count. So you can see how many people are there, That's if it's cool. busy or not busy. Uh, and this is at weber.edu slash outdoor. Uh, now they do have Learn to Blay classes. So you can go check out the Learn to Blay classes if you're not sure how to do that yet. All participants will be required to complete a boulder orientation before initial admission and before participating in the in the open bouldering hours. Your wild card is required for admission. All participants under the age of 16 must be accompanied by an adult. I don't know how much it is. There's courses, a Learn to Blay and a Learn to Lead. There we go. Fees. If you are a student up at Weber State, this is free. Go climb for free. Todd, you can do this. You can just flash that ID and go to the climbing wall. General public, it's $14 a day plus tax. And then you can get a punch pass for 110 bucks for 10 visits. So cool stuff. And that is open. That's up there at Weber State. The TTC. It's a technical training center and climbing wall. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, I want to check that out. I haven't even been over there yet. That is on the docket. Uh, also coming up March 29th and, and April 2nd, not through, but March 29th and April 2nd is the Military Appreciation Day up at Powder Mountain. Uh, show your military ID and ski for free. So very good nice. stuff there. April 5th through the 10th is the Wasatch Mountain Film Festival. And I think right now the Fly Fishing Film Festival is available to log on and download and watch. So if you're into fly fishing, you can go ahead and download that. Um, now, all right. So moving on the, it actually snowed last night. I mean, it's March 24th, Wednesday, March 24th and Nordic Valley got two inches. We stood in two inches of mud and water on Saturday, but they got some <laughs> f- 
fresh snow. I don't know where they're measuring this two inches, but they got two fresh in the, within the last 24. Powder Mountain got five inches and Snow Basin got two inches, which is interesting how that plays out in our own backyard. These different resorts get different different dump amounts on each storm. It's kind of weird how that works, but there you go. All right, in the news, in the news, a stranded woman, this is on KSL.com, says, uh, says search and rescue team saved her life, and this is the Davis County SAR, Davis County Search and Rescue. Salt Lake woman said members of the Davis County Sheriff's Office search and rescue team saved her life. Kind of scary, scary deal. She went hiking on Saturday with her two dogs, Got into snow, and then the snow got deeper, and then she couldn't find the trail, couldn't figure out her way down. She made a phone call with just 1% power on her. Man, if we sell those little chargers, you know, the little Insta chargers, like from Goal Zero, you can get them. In, you can get, not Goal Zero ones, but you can get uh, not no non-branded ones or whatever in uh, gas stations and stuff. Carry something like that. Always put that in your pack so you can have full battery because this, this was almost, um, this is a near miss right here. She said, at one point, I felt myself start to panic. This is very hard. I don't know how long I can keep doing this. Fortunately, the friend heard enough on the phone call that she made before her phone died and sent search and rescue. At 1.30 a.m. Sunday, the rescue crews followed the tracks up in the snow but didn't find her until about 8 a.m. She was in stage two hypothermia. They said, we got her just in time. Search rescue team member Eric Bronemeyer. She was definitely in stage two hypothermia with active shivering, uncontrollable active shivering. She said, they saved my life without a doubt. I owe them my life and my dog's life. So good job to Davis County search and rescue team. They did a fantastic job. Got her out of there alive. Uh, be careful. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if they were looking for, if they're up there for six and a half hours looking, that's no joke. That's a pretty long time. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't didn't work out as well for some hikers in Acadia National Park. Now I've been to Acadia National Park. It's in Maine. It's not a very big park, and you can actually drive to the top of the mountain there. And there's a little uh, gift shop and everything. But and you can hike to the top. It's not very tall, but it's you know it's woodsy. It's Maine. Uh, two bodies of two the bodies of two hikers were recovered from Acadia National Park over the weekend. It was suspected that they fell 100 feet from an icy cliff on Door Mountain. The couple's from Massachusetts and was vacationing in Bar Harbor. Bahaba. The family members became worried when the two didn't check out of their hotel room. Um, it's a beautiful area. I don't know if you can see this, Todd. This little circle up at the top, it says Lubeck, Maine here. That's where my father-in-law's from. And so we took a vacation. We landed somewhere in uh, Portland over here. Portland, Maine. And we had to drive 295 all the way all the way up to Looks the like a nice drive though. Probably scenic. I was like barely awake. So it was probably <laughs> <laughs> from the flight and everything. But right in the middle there is Acadia National Park. It's very small. It's surrounded by the oceans. Very beautiful. It has a little tiny beach on there you can hang out at, climb the mountain. But um, sad news on, on this day. Be careful out there. That's the moral of the story. This is freaking freaky. Um, because, you know, we've had more, we've got a plague last year. Here's another plague. Locusts. The locusts are coming. They hit East Africa, and these photos are insane. This is on National Geographic. I don't know if you've seen these yet. I know, like, the natural stuff is... So the volcano erupted in Iceland. Do you see those photos? Those photos are amazing. Oh, yeah. I yeah. figured everybody saw those already, but I, I'm wondering if anyone saw these locust plague photos. 
these are crazy. So of course, uh, Nat Geo has, has these photos, but like there's, there's a picture here of the Eagle flying through this mess of locusts. It's just nuts. Uh, this is an incredible, incredible photo. It's like almost like an art piece. It's just an entire sky full of locusts. Uh, creeps me out. It's wild. Uh, they're using pesticides, gallons and gallons of pesticides, but they don't, they're not so sure that it's going to be good for the environment. They don't know what to do necessarily in uh, East Africa. It's Cause they're good. eating. I mean, they're eating a lot as they go. 506,000 gallons of chemical pesticides have been sprayed over 4.7 million acres at a cost of the FAO says $195 million. The spraying is expected to continue this year. What do you, what'd they do with no spray? Like they just die out eventually. You got to wait for them to die out. Or maybe they just run out of stuff to eat, you know? Cause I mean, those, those locusts are eating as they go. There's a link on here that says plagues explain. I'll have to watch that later. This is crazy. So there's elephants in this picture here hiding underneath a uh, acacia. Is that how you say that? Trees from a swarm of locusts at the Borana Wildlife Conservancy. They just are effing everywhere. And these photos are unreal. Ugh. I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan of locusts. I'm just not. I, I don't know if anybody is, but it, I've never, I don't think I recall seeing this good quality of photos of these. Like, it really puts you in it. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah, is nuts. Ugh. Oh, it's creepy. Anyway, that's going on. If, if anybody wants to book a trip to Africa, if anybody can even go anywhere right now, but don't put Africa on your on your list of places. Maybe to not. Visit. Maybe not those pockets, right? There. Those, yeah, these. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Somewhere else. Oh man. <laughs> okay, this is a pretty cool car. This is that little Baja electric vehicle they're coming out. It's a new company, Alpha Motor Corporation, out of California. They call it, it's a it's a rough and tumble body. They call it a Jax CUV, heavy duty rack with light bar. So I'm going to play this YouTube video. Welcome to Alpha Super Motor loud. Corporation. Ooh. An electric vehicle company from California with a vision to accelerate. Okay, time out. From California, but I don't know why they have the guy with an accent talking about it. Because but... uh, he's got a sexy damn <laughs> voice. <laughs> <for humanity. laughs> Today, we are unveiling the stunning pure electric JAX crossover utility vehicle. JAX, which stands for Junior All-Terrain Crossover, is positioned as a fun utility vehicle for four passengers on an electric platform combining versatile all-road performance, durability, and clean power. It comes in a four-wheel drive. I like that little storage. You see that? Like, that's where the engine goes, but it's just, you put your blankets and stuff in there, I guess. There was no engine. Or front-wheel drive system with a towing capacity of 839 kilograms, 1,850 pounds. It still looks like, like a concept type car, man. That's kind of a neat, kind of weird look. Yeah. The vehicle is intended to be equipped with a 75 kilowatt lithium ion battery. Okay, it says intended to be equipped with a lithium battery. Like, so have they have they not tested this thing yet? It says intended to be like, what's the deal? With an estimated 250 miles of range. Maybe it hasn't come out yet. Jax also features a number of advanced interior features, including a drive-centric digital speedometer, 
a digital centre display, ergonomically bolstered seating and audio speakers all designed for replaceability. JAX strongly demonstrates the range and versatility of the Alpha Ace product line and is designed for consumers looking for solid four-wheel drive performance. He really does have a cool voice. $38,000 to $48,000. Everyone's given Elon a run for their money. The Jacks, 250 plus miles of range driving. It's pretty good. Dude, I saw my, uh, I saw one of the new Broncos for the first time uh, a couple days ago, and it's cool. It is cool. I. Like, it's cool. Like it looks good in person. It's it's way smaller than I was expecting. It's smaller than I remember Broncos for sure. Um, I thought the exact. Uh, I had the same exact sentiments. One, I was driving next to one, and I thought. Man, that thing's really good looking. And then I thought, it's not as big as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I love the size because I I'm not a fan of big. Well, I'm not a fan of big trucks and big SUVs anyway. Uh, but uh, I'm like, that is a good size SUV. I like the size of my little, you know, that little Renegade. Your Jeep, um, yeah. Like it's it's kind of perfect for most everything I do. That's like not all that much bigger. It's a little bit longer than mine, but. Uh, I was yeah, I was down. I thought it was rad. I don't know how much I, those are. Probably pretty comparable to this the price of this one, but uh, yeah, I thought they were cheaper than Jeeps, but I can't remember. Jeeps are Jeeps know. are expensive. Uh, this Jeeps is a, can be expensive. Yeah, thank <laughs> A near miss. Well, this is what not to do. A okay. Again, again, I did say that this is sort of video heavy, so if you you can't see this, but uh, on the podcast version, but you can join us on YouTube. Um, Oh, oh, that was a near Dog. miss. That was not, that was so close. Um, so let's uh, rewind this here. It skier goes off the bump and I mean, he basically tail taps the skier down the hill from him, basically tail taps the guy's poles. I mean, that's how, that's how close he was. Yeah, not, that's, ooh, man, that's scary. Okay, so Unofficial Networks does point out a split second later, and that could have been tragic. This is 100% the uphill skier's fault, but also that filmer is also a bonehead for not spotting the landing and waving him off. Absolute idiocy all around. So um, be careful out there, folks. This was a near miss. And if that was a kid and you hit the kid, oh, yeah. that's where things yeah. get really, really bad. So. Be careful out there. Okay, this is, this is kind of a fun story here. Uh, Sean Villanueva O'Driscoll and John Griffin completed a big and wide new line on Fitzroy. So this is a big deal. It's on Alpinist, uh, alpinist.com. And uh, it says a little less than one month after soloing the Moonwalk Traverse of Patagonia's Fitzroy Massive, Sean Villanueva O'Driscoll returned to the big peak on March 3rd, this time with partner John Griffin. And the two completed the first ascent of a 350 meter off width that splits Fitzroy's south face. They topped out at 3:40 a.m. What were you doing at 3:40 a.m. on March 4th? Um, and shiver bivied on the summit for a few hours before heading down. They both suffered frost nipped toes. Now, uh, this image here this is pretty cool. This this picture that uh, you cannot see on podcast. It says this copyrighted topo shows the route of law, the name of the route, law, Chaltanese, Nins, or so I can't say it, 511 plus 500 meter on Fitzroy. The playlist of songs on the left, so in the, it's kind of hard to read, 
corresponds to the pitches where they were played. So they played these songs as they summited. Patagonia guidebook oh, nice. author and creator of this image, uh, Rolando Garibaldi, said he came up with the idea after learning that first ascensionist, uh, John Griffin, had carried speakers and played music on almost every pitch. And so they started out on the bottom here. First pitch was Simon and Garfunkel's El Condor Pasa. And then uh, the second pitch was Rocky Road to Dublin, which is like the only one I know. I mean, I've heard of Simon and Garfunkel, but I don't know these other songs. And then Stick Figure, uh, Weight of Sound, Nathan Evans, The Weller Man. I don't know this. <laughs> the Kolkata, uh, Fidel Nadal, International Love. And then finally, topping out to... Yoneration, reggae love, and they marked the pitches with the music they played while they were on the pitch, which is a pretty cool little map overlay topo that these guys did on their ascent. So good stuff. I love that. I love that <laughs> graphic. I think that's such a clever idea. And I, you know, that's, that's a big part of that experience is, you know, what, what's going to drive you and to the next pitch, you know, that's rad. And if you, and you know how, certain songs is you first notice this when you're like a teenager and you go through summer and you listen to certain music and then four years later you hear that song again it reminds you of that last summer that you that song is popular um you know if you're if they're listening to rocky road to dublin at their house they they can remember like that second pitch and what it was like and how you know kind of takes you back so it's a good memorization tool as well memory tool as well all right, uh, we have the merger almost being completely and totally complete here. Behind the, this is from Outside Business Journal, uh, the merger, the, mer- the behind the merger of the industry's two biggest climbing magazines, for years, two magazines, Climbing and Rock and Ice, have battled for readership in the rock climbing community, community, but now the two publications are one with an entirely new look and feel. So to complete its long-awaited rebrand, Climbing Magazine will launch a new website tomorrow, which was today, I believe. Um, Following the publication's merger with Rock and Ice and overhaul of its print mag, the new site puts a final stamp on the completion of the unification of the industry's two biggest climbing publications in effort. That parent company, Outside, which also owns Outside Business Journal, which is where this article is, has had in the works for months. The effort began on October 9th, 2020 when outside then Pocket Outdoor Media announced that it had acquired Big Stone Publishing. Buying all the things. produced So Big Stone Publishing also uh, produced Rock and Ice, um, Ascent, Trail Runner, and Jim Climber magazines, among others. Immediately after the acquisition, outside began the process of co- combining Climbing and Rock and Ice under one title. Still dubbed Climbing. They kept the name Climbing, but transitioned the look and feel. So here's the... Spring 21, issue 376 cover of the magazine. It's very clean, very pretty. Climbing the art of the impossible. M I M. That's wild. That's wild to think that it's just one now. All one. Hmm. Okay. Well, where's that? All right. Worth watching. <sighs> Got to turn to YouTube on this <laughs> one. This is the worth watching. We're going to watch this whole thing. It's four four minutes. It's about five minutes long. Bear Grylls exposed. Uh, this is a, a YouTuber called Justin Wallace. So Bear Grylls shot a, they went to the desert, <clears throat> shot a video for a deodorant company in the desert. And uh, it's, of course, very over 
dramatized, 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 dramatized. So this very astute climber, um, what's his name? Justin, Justin Wallace breaks it down, the reality versus the dramatization. So let's Everyone, go with it. Welcome back to another episode of Climber Cringe. Today we're Climber in a Cringe. new studio, aka my room, <laughs> where the magic happens. His new studio. Just kidding. <laughs> where the magic happens. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. You just- I Sorry. just spent half an He's hour. He's just playing around with that. Trying to figure out how this microphone works. And at the end, I just came to the realization that in my last video, Wait, I got to forward this because I didn't I started it earlier last time. It's so just another video of Bear Grylls trying to climb. So let's dive into this yeah. one. I think sometimes in life we get <laughs> lost in all the business of it. But if, for me, it's at those sort of times that I go off on my own and I climb. I go to the mountains. Oh, and that's I find the desert, that's not the mountains. To reconnect. I always find I never feel very brave first thing in the morning. Guess we're using the Mountaineer's Coil, which you don't really do, especially when you're track climbing in Moab because it just kinks up your rope. But my dad always used to say, you don't know how steep something is until you really rub noses with it. And it's true, I think sometimes you need to get right to the foot of it and just start. Sorry, bud, but a single wire gate on your harness isn't going to do much for you. And then I love that he points all this stuff out. You're not living in the future, you're not living in the past, you're living in the moment. This is good. Extreme ah, approach. Yes. Yeah. Good old check tower jump in. I'd say that goes at like uh, grade three. So this is what check tower jumping is. And check uh, doing the jumping between tower just because you won't move from one tower to other. But then come the idea, okay, we make from <laughs> this some of kind of sport. Make it a sport. <laughs> What the hell not is that? It kind of looks <laughs> like a bowling, but not really. <laughs> he seriously just chalked his cams. I think the people who succeed in life actually aren't necessarily the best. They're oh. the ones who learn how to get up again and again. Holy shit! Holy shit! <laughs> I don't even see his last piece. He's There's like no piece. 40 feet run out right there. We'll find out why. We're gonna die, man. We'll find out why. Or how. Oh, and there's so many good placements, too. What is he doing? You learn <laughs> how your body moves. Your body's working off to subconsciously. It's compensating with balance, with movement, with, you know, poise. And eventually they become masters. Oh man, we caught him. We caught him. That sneaky bastard was on top rope the whole time. I should have known. Then I met Strodel. Top rope. He introduced me to top roping. Hi, I have a name, Strodel. <laughs> you don't need to place cams when you're on top rope. All right, I just want to point some things out here real quick. <laughs> There's no way he is holding his body weight with that one hand in that crack right there. Especially considering that his other hand's in his shock bag and his two feet are just sticking out on nothing. 
His crew is definitely pulling his fat ass up there on a three to one. There's no way he's climbing that. Oh, Justin's brutal. Wow. It's a pretty, pretty dramatic. On the face, every move really counts, whether it's a big great. move. Look at how short his rope is. <laughs> no way that rope got him to the top. You know what they say about short ropes. Or a small one. It needs to be instinctive. You've also got to trust it. So when you move, you know that it's going to work. If this video gets 500 uh, likes, I will go down to Moab and climb this shit. Oh, it got 677 likes so far. Good job, Justin Wallace. Breaking down the Bear Grylls commercial. Climber cringe. Go follow this cat on YouTube. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I was oh digging gosh, it. Gosh, that was hilarious. I want to see him do that to other ones. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Um, okay. That's well. like a, that's like watching mystery science theater. Yeah. Watching movies. I just want to see Justin sort of doing commentary for climbs and things. That's brilliant. Yeah. I bet his, his show gets a little, I mean, cause that was on, I think I found it on unofficial network. So it's going to got some exposure. <laughs> Anytime you go after the grills though, I was going to find that picture of me and bear grills like this hugging at, yeah. at OR, you know, with my spiky hair and his damn good looks and stuff. That was a, that's one of my favorite photos. We were like yeah, doing the no, bro he's hug good thing. Dude. He knows it. Yeah. He's making a lot more money than me doing whatever the hell that, he's doing. Yes, he is <laughs> doing whatever the hell he's doing. I like that gear 30 segment. We got in, just want to point this out. Cause these things sell really fast and this is a little, a little premature, a little early for him, but they're the hemlock hats, you know, the straw hats for summer. Oh yeah. And keep the sun out of your all the things. We have a whole bunch of them, and we have kids hemlock hats. So if you want the kid, where are you going? Top where goes in the middle of talking. You just left. Oh, oh you'll see why here in a second. <laughs> oh, you getting the hemlock? Oh my there god, that go. was so fast. That was so fast. Mm -hmm. What's the print underneath? Oh, it's just the regular. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. So. Uh, hemlocks typically have a print underneath there. Um, and we have kids ones and that looks good, Todd. Mine's still yeah. in pretty good shape. It's a couple of years old. Mm. So we got the new shipment in spring shipment in at gear 30 this week, shop gear 30.com. Yeah. I kept it minimal. I think mine is yeah. just, just a little sparse just, color, which I like. So looks good. And I like the way that it like tightens up under the chin. So if a little wind comes along, you know, you don't lose that thing. Oh yeah, well, and it's a perfect way to throw it off the back as well. Yeah, you know, very yeah. So, all the all the reasons to get one of these hats. This is this is a great hat. That's very good looking. I like that. I I have one. I keep it in my RV and my, and in the van when we go in the summertime for stand up paddleboarding. They're perfect for stand up paddleboarding. I love them in the summer. I keep this one out of the reach of the cats. That's oh my, my God, most important cats thing. Probably because, tear it up. Uh, uh, this week's. Oh, they love this stuff. Yeah. Quote of the week, uh, a day without laughter is a day wasted uh, by Nicholas Camfort. So I, I figured we would take this opportunity to do a um, a planned fake laugh. Like we just. <laughs> Am I supposed to be uh, silent? Yeah. Just oh. yeah, I don't know. I was I was that was my silent. <laughs> Oh, that was good. You go silent. Better. You go silent with the laugh yeah. when it's when it's that funny. <laughs> like that's next level fake laugh. Yeah. Oh my god, that's pretty good. 
Uh, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? It was good. No, just just keeping busy with life, etc. But uh, come out to see us um, a week from Friday. Is it a week from Friday or is it Friday? A week from Friday for our next band yeah. sessions. That's that's a plug from a week from now. That came uh, out we fast. got a couple really good musicians. What's that? That came fast. Yeah, it, it came really fast. That's why we'll we'll remind you uh, next week, but put it on your calendar. Come say hi. Uh, it's gonna oh, be a good night. As of now, the weather's looking like it's gonna be really nice that night. So seventy. Seventy sounds seventy sounds pretty good to me. Seventy sounds. I'll all be right. honest. That sounds pretty good. Podcast listeners, I apologize for the visual heavy, but not really, because you should follow us on YouTube and watch it there. It's like twice as good because it's in visual. It is when Justin is doing commentary on Bear Grylls. I know. Yeah. You got to watch it. It's fantastic. So Listen, he does a video like that. We have to cover it. We have to cover it. We have no choice. Damn straight. Thank you, Banning One, for powering today's 372nd episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Listen and subscribe to the Banning Collective on YouTube. Uh, hit the little bell for notifications, and that helps us out a lot. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, thebanningcollective.com, the Podbean app for uh, Android and iPhones, and then all the show notes. I put, the, I, I put all the show notes on YouTube, so you can catch them there, or you can go to the blog at thebanningcollective.com. Want to chat with us or give us some feedback, hit us up on Instagram, at Ogden Adventure. Okay, so I have the right, I have the correct Garofalo this time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm going to let him take us out. This is uh, from our van sessions. Boy, this was a while ago. Let's see. April. About two years ago. Yeah. April, 2019, um, which he, I think he came in and boy, in March, 2019. I can't remember. Um, yeah. He kind of intro- intros the song. So we'll just let him do all that. So as John Muir would say, the mountains are calling and we must go. Yeah, let's do let's do that. Right, so let's this go. song is called Harboring a Clay Pirate, as in a clay pirate figuring got it. You got it. Got it. So up until this point, I had been playing a lot of music that didn't have words because I felt like words cheapen the impact that music can have. Um, and these new songs I'm debuting here tonight are they're brand new and they're not released and um, it's kind of the evolution of my writing process where I'm able to kind of articulate more than what I used to, where I always just felt the music was just too, too Which I'm, I was stoked he released these on Van Sessions, which is cool. Check one, two. No, you don't know what you're going to get. That's why you're going to come check them out. Sleep, want more.